It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, Wizards fans? We are live. It's your host, the real Ed Oliver, Brandon Scott, the Washington Wizards trade Bradleyville to the Suns and get fleeced on Father's Day. Let's talk. Let's get. Let's talk about it. You are locked on Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's pricepicks.com, pro- promo code Locked On. Um, and once again, we already have 78 people in the chat. A lot of people are super excited. I just want to say happy Father's Day to everybody out there. Uh, happy Father's Day to you, Brandon. I am a father, so I had a good day uh, as well. So uh, let's get into the trade talk. So I'm going to read. The uh, trade details, of course, the trade went down. Uh, the tweet came out from Sham Sharania and Woj also at about 4.30 today. Uh, he said, the tweet says, the Washington Wizards are trading three-time All-Star Bradley Bill to the Phoenix Suns for Chris Paul, Landry Shamet, a handful of second-round picks, and multiple pick swaps, league sources tell the Athletic and Stadium. Now, Bobby Marks did say that the second-round picks most likely will be six second-round picks, so we'll see about that. Um, but Brandon, we'll get to your uh, initial thoughts about the trade. And then, um, in the second segment, we're going to talk about the grades. And then of course, we're going to get to you guys reaction. I know you guys are definitely turned up and hyped up about this trade for sure. So we're going to talk about it, uh, at length tonight for sure. So, uh, what were your initial thoughts? And also the, the news coming in as well is that from Josh Roberts from the athletic is that also Jordan Goodwin will be involved in the trade as well. So not only are we giving up Bradley Bill for Chris Paul, Landry Shamet. Uh, and uh, second-round picks. We're also going to throw in another player to add on to the deal to help the Suns out as well. So what are your thoughts on the trade? Wow, goody too, huh? Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm very disappointing. Very disappointing in so many ways, man. Um, I'm going to try to look at it from every perspective of everybody involved, starting with the front office, Tommy Shepard. His incompetency clearly shows. Wow. He himself fleeced his organization with – his mind-numbing decision to sign Bradley Bill to a Supermax contract with a no-trade clause, make him the only player in the NBA with a no-trade clause, 15% no-trade uh, kicker. Wow. We knew that when the ink dried, we were handcuffed. That contract handcuffed us. It was going to be next to impossible to move him. And even if we did, we knew we were going to get very little. So that's just very, very disappointing. You know, Tommy Shepard just – it was about time he got up out of here because his incompetency was just wow. <laughs> um, the new uh, the new general manager, new um, president of basketball operations. This is not on them, obviously. They did what they could, um, and everybody involved with the Bradley ba- um, Bradley builds a sweepstakes. The Washington Wizards had little power. We were just <laughs> pedestrians. I mean, we were just on for the ride. I mean, there's nothing we could have done. Um, clearly, I think there was reports that Miami had first round picks are up. I know there was, you know, they didn't want to include Tyler Hero. You know, it was 
you know, our reluctancy to pick on Robinson, you know, contract and stuff like that. You know, you know, there's a lot of ifs and whatever with that trade proposal with Miami, but ultimately, you know, they they chose Phoenix. And then, you know, just add another dynamic to this is the fact that the agent of Bradley Bill is the father of the general manager of the Phoenix Suns. So I I mean, I don't even know how to feel about that, man. I mean, it's just that is just like, wow, man, really Um, getting on Bradley Bill. First of all, let me say thank you for your service. You know, we drafted you. We brought you here. You know, you formed a great backcourt with John Wall, you know, playoff teams, you know, did a lot off the court, you know, as far as the children and a lot of people in the D.C. community. So thank you, sir. Um, And, you know, hey, hope you get that ring, man. But but wow, man, you know, I'm not I'm never going to say that nobody should try to get paid, especially generational wealth, doing what's best for your family. I get that. But a little bit of this blame goes on Bradley Bill. You know, number one, you knew that signing that contract was going to handcuff this franchise. Two, you know, you could have gave us a solid, man. You know, you could have considered Miami, which, you know, I get it. There really was no clear-cut wow package. But come on, man. Six second-round picks. Shemet, which is probably not going to be a long-term piece. Chris Paul, which is probably going to get waived or included in in, in three-team trade. I mean, second-rounders? Come on, man. Brad, come on, man. You know, I... You know, I, I like I said, I get him getting paid, but in in the same fashion, it's like, come on, man. You know that I, I do feel a little fleeced by John, uh, not John, Bradley Bill. I really do because <laughs> just the fact that you know, like I said, his agent is the father of the G. It's just so sketchy, man. It's like, come on, man, that was so sketchy. It put him, you know, and I get it. He put himself in the best position to challenge in the West. You know, the Suns are going to be a team that's going to challenge Denver, but are they better than Denver? No, not right now. They're not. You know. um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be it's, I don't see how the ball is gonna be able to, you know, float around that offense. You got three guys who need the ball in their hands. So, but again, not our problem. But getting into you know the, the, all factors, man, is it's so disappointing because what where do we go from here, man? I mean, all those years we tried to build around Bill, knowing he's not that guy. We watched so much talent go through the draft. You know, we we sit here and played this Looney Tune game that Tony Shepard wanted us to play, telling us we're trying to challenge for the playoffs, and we wasted so many years, so many years where we could have rebuilt this team. We should have traded Bradley Bill the same year we traded Russell Westbrook to the Lakers. Easy. But we waited, and we waited. And we just, where, where did we go from here? You know, a lot of us wanted to rebuild, but, you know, <laughs> we just added years to our rebuild because we got very little for Bradley Bill. Again, Chris Paul's probably never going to suit up for us. Let's be real. He's trying to get a chip, so he's not going to suit up for us. You know, Landry Shamet, <laughs> he's not a long-term piece. You know, we got pick swaps, but even then, it's just, it's, wow. So I'm, I'm just going to leave it there, man. This is very disappointing because it shows how incompetent this franchise was run. Tommy Shepard was a trash GM who clearly, you know, he had a few trades here and there, but that that contract is going to go down as the worst NBA contract of, of all time. Easy. Because it fleeces organization. It, it, it pretty much was a, they spit in the face of every fan of the team. You know, we have to start over with very little. You know, and, and it's not, you know, like I said, it's not all on bill because, look, you're going to get that money. Any, any of us are, you know, when it comes to providing generational wealth for our families, going to take that contract. So, but knowing that, if I'm, if I'm trying to be the guy, knowing that your contract fleeces this organization, is just like, wow, man. So, I'm very disappointed, E. And the question is, where do we go from here? 
Yeah, it's going to be a long rebuild. Um, yeah, it, it just it just doesn't feel right. It feels like it should be illegal because Mark Bartlestein, who's the agent of Bradley Bill, um, and then his son is the CEO of the Sun. So Bradley Bill and the Bartlesteins definitely made it made it work for them, and and they they made a decision to do whatever it took to get them there. So Bradley Bill decided to go with Phoenix over uh, the Miami Heat per the Athletic that the Miami Heat was they were willing to give up multiple first round picks. Um, and also Kyle Lowry um, in the trade. And I want to say it was either Victor Oladipo or, or um, Duncan Robinson. I got to look it up and, and make sure um, that's correct. But, um, yeah, it, it's just disappointing. It's disappointing that that's, that's what you end up with when you could have traded him multiple, multiple years ago. You get a guy in Chris Paul who is going to be rerouted. Most likely he doesn't want to come here, of course. he doesn't. Want, I know he was with OKC for a few years with Will Dawkins and Michael and, – um, you know, Sam uh, – with Michael while Will Dawkins was on that staff. He was uh, in OKC. They went to the playoffs that year. So they have a connection there, but he doesn't want to be here. It, 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 he has a couple years left um, in the league, and he wants to ring chase and get a ring. So he's reportedly – one of the suitors is the Clippers, so there could be a reunion there. We'll see what we could get back for Chris Paul at this point. Landry Shamet, like you said, a rotational player at best, um, more of a shooter, three-point shooting specialist. That's about it, and you get second-round picks. You don't even get a first-round pick. Um, it's just a punch to the gut. You don't get a first round pick. You don't get a young asset. You don't get any young talent. I would have even taken Nikola Jovic from the Miami Heat. And not only Bradley Bill gets all his wishes answered, but he gets to take a guy in Jordan Goodwin who was on his AAU team. So that was probably one of his uh, final requests uh, to go with him to Phoenix as well. So it, it, it's just organization malpractice. Tommy Shepard and Ted Leonsis. Ted Leonsis is not innocent as well. He had to sign off on a no trade clause because not only do you get the no trade clause, but he gets to decide the package that the Wizards get back in return, which really should not be legal. It just feels wrong. Um, so I don't know if Adam Silver is going to, you know, make decisions about that rule, but uh, it just really hurt the Wizards. So the only positive you can really look at, there's not many, but I get it. You're salary dumping. You're getting rid of the salary. You're starting fresh. You're getting a rebuild. You're getting cap space next year. You can use that cap space to take on bad contracts and get first round picks, but uh, it's just a disappointing haul for what you could have gotten last year or two years ago, maybe multiple. For, you m- might have gotten a Donovan Mitchell package back when he was in that Russell Westbrook year that you brought up where they did make the playoffs, where the Warriors were definitely interested. You possibly have gotten pick seven, pick seven, pick 14, Andrew Wiggins and a couple players um, from the Warriors. So this is, it just feels like rock bottom that this is the return that you're getting a guy in Chris Paul who's not going to be here, uh, Landry Shamet, who most likely will be uh, rerouted as well. So And, and that's the best you could get for Bradley Bill. So it, it, it's super disappointing. So um, we're going to get into some grades here as well um, in the next segment. And of course, we want to get you guys' reaction. Um, but before we do get into that, today's episode is brought to you by Ibotta. Uh, grocery school shopping and getting a little something for yourself. You know you're already doing it. So why not get cash back for it with Ibotta? You can earn cash back on every shopping trip. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. It's that easy. The average Ibotta user earns $120 a year in real cash back. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. Or you could use your cash back to buy that flight you've been eyeing, that game you're dying to go to, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKED when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code LOCKED. That's Ibotta in the Google Play or App Store and use code LOCKED. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. 
After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Locked on NBA's Mock Draft Special is here and it's bigger than ever. Follow along the entire first round in a six-episode Ultimate Mock Draft experience. Only Locked On can deliver. All episodes are available now on Locked On NBA Big Board or on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, so talking about grades for the trade already now, um, of course, this is going to be a full rebuild. So in the future, the only way I see is, is really this team tanking a bunch of games because you, you didn't get that first round pick. So now you really have to get the best talent as, as much as you can. You're not a destination. So, yes, they're going to have cast space next, next, next summer. It doesn't really matter because no free agents are going to want to come here. So they're going to have to tank the next couple of years. So the rebuild is starting. You're, they're, they're starting the rebuild. They're going to be bad for the next two or three years. That's the only way up for this franchise. Uh, so that's the only thing I, I see in the future for the Wizards at this point. Um, now, the Athletic, they gave the Wizards a D-minus grade for this trade. This trade. They said this just, just doesn't seem like an alluring haul for such an incredible talent, regardless of lack of team success in the past. Maybe Wingers just clearing the books. Chris Esperzingas and Kyle Kuzma are expected to decline their play options and become un- unrestricted free agents. So we'll see about that. Um, but it, it's just a rough start for the front office. Their hands are tied. Once again, this this there's no trade clause that they gave them. Uh, they gave him so much power to just dictate everything uh, from top to bottom. <laughs> so it, it really just set us back. So I, I can't I, – I am disappointed. I can't say I'm really disappointed in the front office because they had no choice. When they had an offer from the Miami Heat, I would I rather would have taken a deal from the Mavericks. There's so many other deals that I feel like they possibly could have gotten. The Mavericks had the 10th pick, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. I just wanted a first-round pick and a young talent. I didn't even need – and the, and the Heat were being picky as well. They didn't want to give up Hero on a tra- trade. They didn't want to give up Tyler Hero. They didn't want to even give up uh, Haywood Highsmith or even Nikola Jovic. So Pat Riley, he was playing hardball as well. But I still think the Heat's offer was a lot better. Uh, but Bradley Bill, he just wanted to do what's best for himself at the end of the day. You know, the Wizards, they, 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 um, they, they went over hoops and loops to accommodate Bradley Bill. They paid him the money he wanted. And at the end of the day, he looks out for himself. And I can't blame him. He looked out for himself choosing the Suns over the Heat when, of course, the Heat would have given up the better deal for the Wizards. So they're left with no young assets, uh, no young players, no young picks, and they actually give up a player who showed some potential in Jordan Goodwin, who had a really good game against the Rockets, had a great game against the Hornets where he went nine for nine from the field, uh, a guy that they developed in their G League developmental program. Uh, I know I'm not going to you know, say go too crazy over losing, losing Jordan Goodwin, but when you have a Bradley Bill, you shouldn't have to give up anybody else in the trade. And that just that in that little part about it just is just even disrespectful to me. I feel like and just a slap in the face to the franchise too that you have to give up and another player just to get back Chris Paul, uh, Landry Shamet, and, and a bunch of second round picks and the pick swaps as well. Now the pick swap thing they get to pick the higher of the pick swap uh, for years to come. And the, uh, just keep in mind the Suns didn't have a first round pick for the for the next couple of years because they traded for Kevin Durant. 
um, and a couple of players. So they didn't even have a, they didn't have a first round pick to give up. So when I heard the Suns were being mentioned, uh, they did mention that they possibly were going to give up DeAndre Ayton, Shemet in, in the second round picks. That trade would have been underwhelming as well. Uh, so it, it was just a lose lose for the Wizards right now. They basically just salary dumped them. I mean, you look at other trades that we've done. I feel like even the Bertans and Dinwiddie trade was a better trade. We got back Chris Porzingis in two second round picks. I feel like even that trade was better than this trade. The Rui trade was was awful. Uh, I'm not going to compare that trade to this trade, but I mean, this trade just feels like one of the worst trades I've ever seen in the history of basketball. And I'm not blaming Winger. I'm not blaming Dawkins. I'm not blaming, blaming Schlenk. You just have to put all the blame on Tommy Shepard and, and Ted Leonsis for what they did to this franchise. And um, it, it's just hard to even function or think about it. it. It's just, like I said, it's a gut punch. And I feel like rock bottom at this point. But a rebuild is here, and we'll see what these guys get to do with full autonomy and full control for the next couple of years. No, no, it's not on Winger at all. It's not on Dawkins. It's not on them at all. They are a breath of fresh air. They're going to do what it takes to rebuild this team. No, the blame is for three people. The trinity of blame is this. Ted Leonsis, Tommy Shepard, and Bradley Bill. They are the blame. Because no one, Ted Leonsis, look, he signed off on it, like you said. And he's the one that famously said that we're going to compete for the playoffs, the, the plans, the goal, and all this stuff. And then, but Tommy, Lord have mercy, Tommy, Tommy's gonna go down as one of the most incompetent general managers to ever work in the NBA. I mean, I mean, this guy, if he didn't get fired, he'd be trying to re sign KP and Kuz and run it back, even though we didn't even make the plan. So, I mean, he, we know what he was trying to do, but Brad, look, he's he's got some blame, you know. I, you know, like I said, I get you know, trying to make money, I get that, I get it, man. But also, being the guy, you should have known that contract was gonna curtail this, this organization. We could not build around him because that contract, we could not build around him because of that contract. And the fact that he looked out for himself, fair enough. Okay. But you know who exactly paid Bradley Bill all these contracts? The consumer, the fan base, you know, showing up, watching you play, you know, buying your merchandise. I'm wearing a Brad jersey now. So I, had, you know, I threw some money at him. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, this is, this is kind of a slap in the face by Brad Bill too. I get looking out for yourself, man. But, you know, you... He had more control over this whole situation than anybody else. Like I said, you know, Michael Winger and Will Dawkins had no control. They were on for the ride because with that no trade clause, and he, he dictated, his agent dictated, they had control over the whole situation. You couldn't have did us a solid at all. I mean, we are starting with nothing. We just gave up our franchise player <laughs> for nothing. For a guy that's not even going to play for us, Shemet may not even barely play for us, and for six, for six second-round picks, it's trash trash we got fleeced so yeah you best believe they need to look at that whole situation with the agent and his son being the general manager because that that is that man look that's sketchy i'm come on man that's sketchy <laughs> it's, it's that, that is it, it's dead wrong come on <laughs> man as soon as i saw the connection i said look he going to phoenix i already knew because the connection was already there that no they look adam silver needs to look at that man because you just fleece it in an organization we got very little man like i said the pick swaps I mean, we might get lucky with him. And second-round picks, man, oh, Lord. We better hope that this front office knows how to utilize second-round picks because we got about a 1,000 of them at this point. But it's just – this is so unfortunate because we wasted so many years. That's that's the problem I have with this situation is that we wasted so many years under this illusion of Bradley Bill being the guy. We heard every excuse from Tommy Shepard and Ted Leonsis about how we're going to build around Bill. Oh, we're going to turn this into a contender. You know, Bradley Bill, he threw his little noise out there. Oh, I'm here to win it all. I'm here to win it. it was, it's been nothing but smoke and mirrors and trash. They've been lying. They've been telling us what we want to hear. And then knowing that 
if we were going to rebuild, he won't be here. We, I mean, he knew when he signed the contract he, that we were not going to surround him with talent because number one, he has never been a number one option ever. Never been a number one option. You know, Tommy signs into is a ridiculous contract, which is just he got amenities that top tier players don't get a no trade clause. Stephen Curry ain't got a no trade clause. LeBron James does not have a no trade clause, man. We gave it to Bradley Bill. Look, I, thank you for your service, man. But you and he has never been a number one. And it's just it, this is so tragic for this fan base, man. It really is because we wasted years under this stupid illusion that we were going to be a contender on the Bradley Bill being the guy. Knowing that he was not in the one option, knowing that it was not going to happen, so many years, man, and so that—that's the part of me that really breaks my heart as a Wizards fan because we wasted so much time with the stupidity of this incompetent front office, and this they—they bamboozled this whole fan base. So now we are in a rebuild because you best believe Kuz is gone and KB's going to get flipped. So we—we we are officially in year zero of a rebuild, and what do we have to say for it? We if we could couldn't get better than six second round picks realistically what are we gonna get for kp i mean this whole thing about getting the three the third pick we ain't getting that. number three ain't going <laughs> come on now we got <laughs> second round picks for bradley bill we, we, we ain't getting the third pick for uh chris upper zing ain't happening we'll be lucky we get the 23rd you know and that's and it is what it is that fair enough that's probably what we're gonna get with the turning three pick but this is so abysmal and it's so sad man because we are starting from zero and we are literally starting from nothing e and that it just breaks my heart for this fan base, man, because we they, this is a very loyal fan base, and we show out and just to, to get fleeced in this fashion to for the Bradley Bill era to end in this fashion is heartbreaking, man. Yeah, I mean, Brad Bill, he said he would never use his no trade clause for leverage, and then look what look what happens here. He uses his no no trade clause for for leverage, and I can't blame him because I I can only blame Tommy Shepard and and, and Ted Leonsis for giving him that. Um, now, I just found the article from The Athletic. It says uh, Miami offered guards Kyle Lowry and Duncan Robinson along with multiple f- future first-round draft picks. Not one, but multiple first-round picks. And I would have taken that over any any de- over the deal we got from the Suns. Uh, but, of course, we couldn't make that decision. So that's why I see some of the comments that saying, yes, you can blame Michael Wagner. Now, people are saying that you could have waited until the trade deadline, but Bradley Bill's value wouldn't have gotten any better. And knowing Bradley Bill and his history here, he's missed multiple games. He's gotten health and safety protocols multiple times. I don't know if that's still a thing in the league, but his value would have gotten even worse. It would not have gotten any better at this point. So they had to make the move now. Um, the Suns jumped in. I didn't even think the Suns were going to be a potential shooter. The Bucks jumped in there. The Warriors were reportedly interested. The Sacramento Kings were reportedly interested. Um, those are some of the teams. The Mavericks were interested as well. You end up with basically the worst uh, offer from all the teams in the NBA. So it's just a travesty. I've really, I've never seen something like this. I don't think I've ever seen a star go for this little in my life before. And of course, <laughs> after it's just, it's just, I, I, I just, it's just mind boggling. It really is. We are, I hate to say we, I'm not gonna call us a joke of a franchise, but we are, I mean, at this point, we, we are rock bottom right now. Um, and all we can do right now is just rebuild and they're, they're going to have, this is going to be really bad. It's going to be bad. They're, their best way to really make this roster relevant again is to be bad for the next couple of years. You saw what OKC what they did. They were bad. They got Chat. They were bad. Um, they got Josh Giddy at pick six. Um, they got uh, they drafted well with Jalen Williams, but they had to do a rebuild. Now we're going to have to be bad for the next two or three years and rebuild the Hawks with Travis Slang. They drafted Trey Young uh, with a top three pick. So uh, that, that's what we're going to have to do. 
And uh, we can't even jumpstart the rebuild even further with at least give me the 18th pick of the draft from the Heat. That's all I was asking for, and I would have moved on and been I would have been fine. But now we have multiple second round picks, and, and the Suns have Booker, Bill, and Katie, which is it's a weird fit because Booker and Bill are essentially the same player. They both have similar styles. They both play the same way. Um, KD, of course, is a great player. Booker, of course, great players, but it's still a weird fit. Like you said, with the Nuggets, I still think the Nuggets are a better team just because of the actual chemistry of the team. I think the Nuggets will clearly have better chemistry um, and better ball movement for sure. Um, and our, our side, some people are saying in the comments, oh, let's see what happens with Chris Paul. Cool. We'll get to the comments, but uh, Chris, Chris Paul is not going to be here next year. But um, uh, what I guess real quick, if you had to give it a grade, because uh, the Athletic gave it a D minus. ESPN's Kevin Pelton actually gave it a B uh, minus, which I was like, how in the world did they get anything over a D? Um, but uh, what, what, what's your grade? And then we'll get to the comments here. A Z. (laughs) (laughs) Trash. Trash. I mean, like you said, you you got nothing that you would want in return for a a star player. Nothing. You didn't get a younger player. You didn't get no first-round pick. I mean, you can call Chris Paul an inspiring contract because his second year is not guaranteed. But even then, he's not going to suit up for us. We we practically just gave Bradley Bill to the Phoenix Suns. We drove him there and said, here, take care. Now, we got nothing. We got nothing. And so, like I'm saying, you know, if – if you're going to get a trash trade for Bradley Bill, who's supposed to be your number one, what can we realistically expect to get uh, KP? And but I think the only consolation of two things: we we did get the money off the books, and two is Michael Winger running the show. Because if Tommy Shepard would have did this, oh my god, can you imagine that? Tommy Shepard would have just gave him to him for like a half smoke, a metro car, I mean, a cassette tape, a gogo. I mean, it, Tommy Shepard would have been a disaster. So I guess, you know, looking at it, we do have a competent front office. So this is the best case scenario because, number one, we had no leverage. We had zero leverage. We were just on for the ride. We, we weren't. We had nothing to do with the direction of the trades because we had, we had no leverage. As soon as we gave them that contract, we gave every leverage, any piece of leverage we had. And it's just and, and that's why looking back in hindsight, this is the worst. This is the worst contract in NBA history by far. The worst contract. So I'm just going to do that, man, because I'm I'm heated, man, because this yeah. is a trash trade, man. Yeah. No, I mean, we basically did give him for uh, half smokes and a Metro and paid basically a bag of chips. But uh, we'll get a quick word from <laughs> you. We'll get to the comments. Woo. Yes, sir. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. So you're asking yourself, how does it work? Well, you pick two to six players. And if they go score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 25 times on any entry. Again, 25 times on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you can watch. This includes the NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball, the NHL, PGA Golf, college football, men's and women's college basketball, soccer, the WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, good God, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in 30 states and our neighbors to the north in Canada. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, prize picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, prize picks will give you $50. Don't forget the Emmer promo code locked on and sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. 
Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Dollars. Yes, sir. Um, so about Chris Paul. So the other reports, too, that are coming out now is that the Miami Heat, they really are going for Damian Lillard. And that was a part of the reason why they kind of didn't want to offer as much as they could have for Bradley Bill, because I thought they really should have. The deal really for the what the deal in my mind, what it should have been, it should have been Hero, uh, Duncan and a couple first round picks for Bradley Bill. That's what it, that's where I feel like it really should have been. Of course, they didn't want to involve Tyler Hero. So then it pivoted to like. Duncan and, and, and Kyle Lowry and multiple first round picks. I would have taken that too compared to the Suns pick. But um, now the Heat, they, they feel like Damian Lillard may become available. So I think that's why they didn't want to offer as much because they want to wait on Damian Lillard. So we lost on that part too. Um, now about Chris Paul, his contract, uh, his, his contract has to become fully guaranteed now. Uh, so the, the Wizards are going to handle the bulk of the $30.8 million uh, salary for uh, Chris Paul's contract coming up. And then they're probably going to flip that to the Clippers. Um, so we'll see what we can get from the Clippers. If anything, we're probably not going to get much at all. So we'll see how that works out. Um, but yeah, we're going to get into the comments real quick. Of course, guys, try to keep it PG in here. I know you guys are, are turned up and worked up for sure um, over the trade. So we're going to start with um, Sniper, Sniper Express. We're going to try to get as much as many comments as possible. There's 651 people in the chat right now. Uh, Sniper Express says, if the Wiz can turn this terrible trade into something productive in the next 10 years, I'll be amazed. 10 years is a long time, man. It's a long time um, because I brought up the rebuilds that Schlenk was a part of with the Hawks with Trey Young, John Collins, uh, DeAndre Hunter, Clint Capella, uh, Bogdanovich, Gallinari was on a roster where they did make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. So they, the turnaround times were pretty quick. Now, the Hawks were bad. They were really bad. They were 19-65 one year. I don't see us winning over 25 games. I think the over-under, if, if, if FanDuel or BetOnline comes up with an over-under, I think it's going to be at, at 25. Uh, respectfully, about 25 wins. Uh, so the Hawks, they had to rebuild. They went 19 to 65 one year. They were bad the next year. Then they finally went to the, they went to the playoffs and made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, which I would be all for that. If if you tell me three years from now we make it to the Eastern Conference Finals when we haven't made the Eastern Conference Finals since 1979, uh, I, I'd sign up for that. Um, looking at the okay with the Thunder, of course they traded Russ, they traded Paul. They're still in a rebuild right now. They did make the plan, but they're still in a rebuild. They do have a bunch of picks and they got Chet Holmgren, so. Um, I'm, I'm for a rebuild like that where you just have a bunch of talent, a bunch of picks like that. If they can do that, I'm for that too. And then, um, Schlenk was also with the Warriors too. Michael Winger came from the Clippers and you know how their rebuild went where they, they traded Blake Griffin. They ended up getting Shea Gilders Alexander. They flipped him from Paul George. They got Kawhi. They made it to Western Conference Finals as well. So those are, those are the rebuilds where you can kind of compare them to where those rebuilds, they happen. They got back on track and were competitive in three years 10 years is just crazy i've been through the blatch years uh javel mcgee on shacked and a fool nick young on shacked and a fool you know so that's the kind of basketball we're gonna have to get used to now of course we're not gonna have knuckleheads on the team like those guys even though i'm a big fan of javel and nick young those are the kind of years we're gonna have to get prepared for we're gonna have to get prepared for some pretty bad years where 
were 19 and 60, 60 losses, 20 and 60 losses. It, it, it's going to be that kind of basketball for probably the next two to three years. Yeah, I'm with you. E. Is, is it going to be, you know, a hey, strap in? It's going to be a long ride, man. Mm-hmm. But you know what? This is what this organization needed. We needed a rebuild. Mm-hmm. Now, you can say we needed it about three, four years ago, but we need a rebuild. We need a reboot, start from scratch, build up a young core, and let's get it. But, yeah, I mean, you know, we're going to have to be patient as a fan base because we're probably not going to be competitive for at least three to five years, man. So we'll see. But I think this was, you know, here's the thing. There, it, there is light at the end of the tunnel. We have a competent front office. We ain't got Tommy around. So we got guys who know what they're doing. So, you know, we got to let the process play out, man. But I think that we really, really built for the draft and really find some diamonds rough. We'll be all right, man, in the long run. All right. Yeah, you brought up the Porzingis for uh, the third pick of the draft. That was hilarious. But, I mean, that's the only <laughs> optimism I see. Because even if you get the third pick, at least you get you could possibly get Brandon Miller. Now, 23, yeah. if you can flip Porzingis for pick 23 and a couple of players from Portland, I'm down for that, too. At least we get some type of first-round pick because I was just excited to get the 18th pick from the Heat to at least get maybe Maxwell Lewis or Jordan Hawkins from UConn, just get another another uh, young talent. We just need young guys in here that we can develop and get better. Uh, but we couldn't even get that from, from this trade, which is just highly, highly disappointing. Um, Siva says, heck, yeah, couldn't hope for something better for the Wiz. Yeah, it will be rough two years with CP3. But I'm hopeful for the future. Uh, CP3 will not – be here so he will not be here at all um most likely i highly doubt he will be here uh kato red says why settle for so little in return worst trade since i have been a bullet slash wizards fan and that goes back to 1978 was anticipating the upcoming draft but may skip that now yeah first i was looking forward to seeing him speed walk down constitution avenue man that's a lit down but (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i'm with you man i mean the fact that you got so little return man i mean this is just but that's the thing they could they weren't gonna get much that's the con because i mean looking at the view from an opposing general manager he's going to his 30s he's he's owed a lot of money and there's another factor he brings his no trade clause with him so i mean phoenix got to deal with that now so i mean they're, they're in it to win it with those three man because they because i believe they have no picks at all i believe they are depleted of draft picks so i mean they must really believe in in their quote-unquote big three but yeah, this was just a, a very – this is probably the worst trade in our history, man. I mean, it's just – it's <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got a, I got a Troy Halliburton in here. He said Porzingis in, in eighth pick for the third pick is a possibility. Don't get my oh, hopes up, man, because if, I'm if the somehow same. we can move up. Now, the Hornets, they, there's reports saying that the Hornets going to get Scoot because earlier they were leaning towards Brandon Miller, but I, I really want Scoot. So, Troy, you, you're getting my hopes up, man. Bro, we get Scoot. Now we talk about some years knocked out that rebuild, man. I'm just saying because Scoot is a talent. But, I mean, you know, I'm cool with Brandon Miller, Cam Whitmore. I mean, we just need a dynamic talent to bring it to this new era, man. We just need a young guy who can, you know, just play some ball, man. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. The- yeah, Sam says, I'm no longer a Wizards fan. I can't take it anymore. Yeah, I don't blame you. I really don't. I'm, <laughs> I don't blame you at all, man. A lot of people feel that way. I mean, it's just another gut, gut punch, another rock bottom feeling for the Wizards. There's really nothing to look forward to for the next couple. I mean, of course, you're looking forward to the rebuild and see what, what uh, Michael Winger and Will Dawkins and Travis Link can do. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this this is definitely going to turn a lot of fans off for what they got in return. Um, I mean, I keep saying it's, it's not the front office for because Alex R said it, said it as well. Guys, just don't think it's the GM's fault. It's literally Bill's decision, and, and you got to blame Tommy and Ted for this, too. So, um, yeah, I, a lot of Wizards fans feel the way you do, Senu. Senu, 
a lot of a lot of Wizards fans do. Nah, I ain't ready to quit yet, man. I'm still I'm still a loyal yeah. fan, man. But I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> it is hard sometimes. I mean, <laughs> I'm with you. I mean, Bradley, but he, he's still he's gonna get a tribute video. I know when he comes back and plays here oh, with the sun. <laughs> Thomas Bryant got a <laughs> Thomas Bryant got a video. <laughs> Even uh Bertans and Dibby got a tribute video. But it, it's gonna be hilarious. Just the reaction the fan base is gonna give Bill when he comes back for the tribute video and all that stuff like that. Of course, he's, he's probably not going to get the love that John Wall got when John Wall came back. So I'm just intrigued to see how the fans react. I really want to see it. Oh, yeah. I'll be there front center. <laughs> yeah, he's going to get a reaction all right. Right. And I don't um, think it's the one he's expecting. Mr. Jeremy gives an F grade. It's good the salary's gone, but we got hosed. Um, yeah, I, I, I basically get – for the return, year, it's certainly an F minus. It's certainly yeah. F minus. Yeah. Um. John Piner said, I guess it's the Denny Anthony Black era with Davis and Kispert. Um, yeah, it, it is that era. And and like I said, that era, you that era, you know what that era is gonna get you. It's gonna give you a lot of development, but just being real, it's gonna get you 22 and and, and, and 60. It's gonna get you 22 and 60. Um, but I, I I was tired of seeing the 35 and 47. Bradley Bill, 35 and 47 this year, 35 and 47 last year. You make the play in 34 and 38. So that's what you were getting with Bradley Bill as the, as the number one guy. You were on a treadmill of mediocrity. You weren't getting any, anywhere. You're going nowhere fast with no cast space, a solid three that they were pumping up as a big three, uh, no all-stars from any three of those guys, and 35 and 47, not even making the play-in. Didn't even make the play-in. Couldn't finish games. Blew a lot of leads, 15-plus point, point leads. Bradley Bill drumming the ball, his foot in, in clutch situations. Um, turned the ball over in clutch situations many times. So, I mean – but yeah, John, like I said, if you, if you, if it's the Denny Anthony Black era with Davis and Kispert, then it, 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 that's what it's going to be. It's going to be twenty two and sixty or, or twenty five and whatever the math is to get eighty two games. Yeah, I do think we will get another pick, and I think that if we if we're smart and we get another pick, man, then we can get a couple of quality guys in this draft, man. But right now it's about valuation. You know, I know one thing. Here's another dynamic to kind of look at. You know, do you see? Maybe a you know a change in the West Sunset and how he his rotations and how you know his coaching because we both said here you know look him coming into the situation where you know you have a veteran a mix of veteran and rookies and being a first time head coach it was a shaky situation so how does he respond to this you know where he's kind of developing a young team with his system so I, you know that's another dynamic to look for you know do we find the pieces to kind of implement a Western system because look <laughs> West got a year too. But nah, man, getting back to the comment, man, I would be intrigued to see Anthony Black, you know, uh, Johnny Davis, Kispert, you know, again, it's all about developing. But, you know, look, Kispert, he looked good towards the end of last year, man. So, you know, these young guys are going to get plenty of minutes and they're going to be able to eat, man. So yeah, I am intrigued. I mean, that's a that's a bright side about it. You just get to throw the ball out there and see what guys can do and guys can develop. And there's no excuses of saying that somebody's holding somebody back or somebody Brad's holding Denny back or Kuz is holding Denny back or – or whoever is holding Denny back. So that's one thing uh, right there, too. Um, and just development. And, and if Chris Paul is here, I would like to see Chris Paul as a mentor uh, to Anthony Black. I think that would be great. You saw how Chris Paul man- mentored Shea Gilgis uh, in OKC when they made the playoffs. So I think that would work out for sure. But um, but Chris Paul is not going to be here. And you see what these guys can do. You see what they can do in developing, and, and you just get as many picks as possible. And that's, that's what a rebuild is going to be. So that's what it's going to be for the next two to three years. Yeah, like I said, put your seatbelt on, man, because we're in for a ride for a while, man. But this is exactly what this franchise needs. So there is, I, I, I am optimistic. 
Because, you know, I always felt that Bradley Bill was that first domino to fall. But if we can try to get another pick, man, I'd be very happy, whether it's the three or the 23, but we need another first round. So, oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, man, Isaiah Todd. Most improved player. No. Right. All right. So we'll probably read one or two comments here and then wrap it up. Um, a lot of questions about Chris Paul. Yeah. Most uh, in the chat right now. Are we moving Chris Paul to LSC next? Who can we get for him from LA? And I, I pulled up the roster. I guess we'll probably do that in, in another episode too, just to see. So on their roster right now, they got Batum. I got to look at the contracts that they got too. Terrence Mann, Batum, mm-hmm. Zubach. Marcus Morris, Norman Powell, Paul George. We're not getting Paul George. Uh, of course, Kyle Leonard's on the roster. You're not going to get him either. I can see something like Covington. They probably they would probably try to fleece us too in the deal too. Uh, so I can see something like Covington. Some people are saying maybe Bones Highland, but I highly doubt that because he, he's a young talent that they probably want to keep. Um, so I, I would say it, it, in a trade right now, it'd probably be like Terrence Mann and and uh, Covington and something like that. Uh, that that's what I would assume, but I, I got to look at the salaries and, and see what we could get back. But whatever we get back from the Clippers is not going to be a, a sexy deal either. Absolutely not. But I, I got a comment real quick uh, from T. Baz Brandon. Be careful talking down Porzingis' value to the team. I I, I completely agree. Uh, you know he does have more value than Brad. Because think about it. You know Brad, his the reason he had so less value is that contract. You know KP showed that when he's healthy. He could play at all-star level. So you best believe with this year, with him being healthy and him playing the way he did, you know, I, I, I think we can net a first rounder. It's just, you know, is is he enough? Or do we need to add maybe a Denny? I know I'm, I'm going to give some hate for Denny, but, you know, that's another dynamic we're looking at, you know, Denny. He was on an inspiring contract. So I do think we can acquire another first-round pick with KP. So I, I completely agree with the comment. Right. Um, Porzingis, yeah. I, him and pick eight, if, if I'm the – Blazers, I don't make that move. Um, for Porzingis to take pick eight and, and, and Porzingis for pick three, I would just keep pick three. I think you're not going anywhere. Dame Lillard, he's in the same situation we are, where they're just not get, they're just not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. So they they need to rebuild too. I I personally, I, if I had a crystal crystal ball, if I had to bet money, I think he's going to be on the Heat as well. I think I think he ends up in Miami. I think they I think they pull the trigger on that. I don't think they get uh Porzingis. I don't think they get any anything that they want. Uh, for the third pick, I don't think they get a good wing for the third pick at all. So I do think that um, that uh, they, that that uh, Dame Lillard ends up on the Heat, and I think Porzingis. I I, do, I could see us trading him for the twenty third pick, but um, I would try. I would try. I would try my best to trade Porzingis and pick eight to the Blazers for pick three. I would do my best to do that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, at this point, we need picks, so I'm definitely trying to flip KP. Right. But let me ask you this real quick, man. Um, if we retained him, I mean, how would you feel about that? Because that's an option. Mm-hmm. You know, if we retain him or even sign him long term, do you think that would mess up the timeline of a rebuild if he's willing to sit through rebuild? Um, I just don't see a point in keeping him at all. I really don't. I don't see a point in keeping. I don't see a point in keeping anybody. I think they need to the sign and trade coups. If they can do that, the Suns are looking. The Suns were rumored to have interest. The Pacers are, are willing to give up a pick for him. They're they're looking to trade pick seven for a wing for a veteran wing. So that would be awesome if yeah. we could get that from the Pacers. Uh, so I think everybody needs to go. I think they need to tear it to the stud, tear it down to the studs. I don't yeah, think anybody should stay. I think everybody yeah. needs to go. Honestly, I agree except 100%. for the young guys. 
except for the guys on rookie contracts. That's that's a better. I think the long right is on the move too. Monte yep. Morris is going to be the move on the move. I don't think anybody's going to be on this roster, or except for the younger guys, uh, moving forward, um, especially at the trade deadline. So this is this is a total rebuild. So buckle up. I mean, this is what we've been waiting for. This is what we've been asking yep. for a lot of fans. <laughs> you just got to be ready for it. It's hard. It's not easy to sit through it. Uh, but I, I rather I rather see them have some type of direction. They have a direction now. They didn't get the assets that they had to jumpstart the direction, but they, at least they're they're finally in a direction instead of. Their goal is to play in the playoffs every single year. No, nah, I'm with you, bro. I mean, at least we have a vision. At least we know we're in a rebuild and picks and evaluating young talent is the key here. But, you know, like I said, the fan base, we, we have to be patient because, look, we, we wanted it. We got it. <laughs> you know, so we have to be patient and let this process play through. And like I said, we have a we have a front office with a, a proven track record who has proven they know how to utilize draft picks. So. I think we're in better hands than we would be under Tommy Shepard or even Ernie Grunfeld. I think we're 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 hitting in the right direction. It's just it's going to take patience, man. It's going to take patience because we're going to be hot garbage for at least a couple couple years, man. So, <laughs> right. All right. So we're going to wrap it up here. We'll probably talk a little bit more about Porzingis and Kuz and what they do next, and a little bit of draft talk on the next episode. We want to thank you guys for tuning in, and making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever. You guys get podcasts, man. Just a, a, a rough day in Wizards history today. Definitely hitting rock bottom. On Father's Day, the CEO of the Suns and his dad is Bradley Bill's agent, which you just can't make it up on Father's Day. On Father's Day, they collude and make a uh, a, a trade that favors Bradley Bill and his client and their team. So um, just just disappointing to see and hear on, on Father's Day. But once again, happy Father's Day to all the, all the good dads out there for sure. Make sure you guys subscribe and hit the notification bell as well. And uh, subscribe wherever you guys can get a podcast. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.